Welcome to the Be the Change podcast, a global volunteers production where we will explore people traveling, volunteering, and living outside their comfort zones. Welcome back to the Be the Change podcast. I'm Ruth Curran, and I'm so glad that you came back to join me today. In our last episode, we took a pretty close look at one aspect of Global Volunteers' philosophy of service, the idea that the organization only sends teams and works on projects in a place where volunteers are invited by the local community and that there's a strong community partnership. We looked at why that's important to both the community and the community partnership and the long-lasting value of that commitment. This week, we're going to take a look at the kinds of things that volunteers are invited to do when they work on projects in local communities. Our stories come from a variety of people today, and they are rich and colorful and oh so entertaining. In many cases, projects that volunteers work on as part of service programs are pre-established and long-standing. For example, across the globe, volunteers on service programs with global volunteers teach and participate in conversational English with people across the developmental spectrum. Volunteers also work in schools and help students with math and science and whatever's needed in that community at that time. There are also work projects, building fences, replacing gutters, whatever the community needs and that they ask for. Our first story today is a pretty special case because community members reacted to the talents and the gifts and the skills of volunteers who came on this team. The storyteller's name is Carol. It was one of the first of many teams that she's led throughout the world. But this one left a big impact. Once you hear the story, you'll understand why. Everyone went around and said all kinds of things. And so I wrote it down on the board so that the community could hear exactly what everyone was saying. So we had a young 28-year-old who was a yoga instructor. And then we had the the 75-year-old was a, a carpenter. And then this 50-something couple, they were EMTs. And so the community said, oh, would you do, to the yoga instructor, they said, would you do like a stretching body movement class for the kids in the morning to start the day at the orphanage? She said, of course. Uh, They said to the carpenter, they said, you know, we're we're working with um, like 75 kids with cerebral palsy, and we're trying to come up with a chair that we can build for them to allow them to function and get the support they need in the orphanage. Can you come up with a prototype or can you help us build some chairs? And he said, well, I can help you build a prototype. That's what we do. We build a prototype and then you can replicate it. And so that's what he did. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking of this. And he was 75 and he was so happy to use his skill and to know that it was really needed. And the community was thrilled because they had been just, you know, rigging together these totally inadequate solutions for these kids that really needed help. And then the EMT couple, they said, oh, would you run a first aid class 
for the teachers in this orphanage. I mean, there were something like 150 kids in this orphanage that they saw every day, all day, and half of them were special needs, whether it was cerebral palsy, deafness, all kinds of other things. And so they then gave their teachers an hour off every day to do this first aid class. So that was just, it was such a cool thing. And there were a lot of other sort of sub-projects going on. Part of this whole thing is that you, you do need some structure, but then you need to just be opportunistic. And just by physically being there and having a relationship of trust, then the, the local community can really then further utilize the opportunities that, that, that exist in each team that arrives there in a way that you just can't predict, but that ends up being totally invaluable. This next story is a great example of how a volunteer, during her regular assignment, found a way to use her skills and her talents to help a young man and his wife in Cuba. This story captivated me for so many reasons. I think it shows how talking to somebody, giving them a way to communicate, can really change a life and affect someone's livelihood. Listen to as Lynn tells this story. In Havana, um, of course, this is a place that most Americans have never been and weren't allowed to go. So there's tremendous interest in the Cuba program. It was the largest number of colleagues I've ever been with on a global volunteer trip. I think it was 20 of us. The great thing about this trip was we stayed in individual homes within a neighborhood, kind of a little suburb of Havana called Miramar. And we all were within walking distance of each other. So the opportunity that was to interact, again, with the locals, watch the kids go to school in the morning, talk to the coffee shop neighbor. It reminded me of a European city. The people were so friendly and so welcoming. And when they realize that you're volunteers and you're there to help them in any way they want, um, it's a whole different different game. I've had, I have friends who have gone to Havana on with tour groups and these people to people trips and, and on cruise cruise ships, and they see nothing but the museums and the tourist attractions, you know, in Havana. This was a whole different experience and I loved it. The highlight of that trip was I got to use some of my sales and marketing background. In the evenings, we were doing English with some of the students when they got out of school. It was all different ages. One young man was probably, I want to say, in his early 20s, and he was married, and he brought his wife. She spoke some English. He spoke very little. And she said to me, he has a van, and he takes people on tours, but it's hard for him to explain other than the few little signs he has by his van and whatever. So I went over some things with him, you know, some phrases and sentences saying, Alan, you have to be able to introduce yourself to somebody and say, hi, my name is Alan. I'm from Cuba and I'd like to show you my country. And where are you from? And have, you know, he should be, we wrote him down and we practiced him. And then he said to me, he goes, my biggest issue is the Americans love those old cars in Havana. And those guys are tour guides also. And those older cars charge $50 an hour, and I only charge $15 an hour. So I said, well, Ellen, that's a very marketable opportunity there. So what you need to say is, and we wrote down these sentences exactly like I'm telling you, you know, hi, my name is Ellen. I'd like to show you my country. And the person says, oh, but I like those old, you know, Chevys and cars from the 50s and 60s. 
and you have to say, those cars are beautiful, but did you know they're $50 an hour? I'll take you anywhere you want to go for $15 an hour in my van. And then you suggest the two or three places. And we did this for two or three nights over and over and over again. And when we finished, he was saying these phrases and sentences. He had them all written down. He was, and he looked at me and he said, God bless you. Thank you so much. I do love listening to this next type of story. Our storyteller's name is Pam. Pam tells the story of a clean water project that she worked on in Ipalamwa, Tanzania. What I love about this story is that you can hear the awe and the amazement in Pam's voice as she talks about the local people that she worked with side by side. Each year I went, our projects were different. So the first year I went to Ipalamwa, it was collecting rocks and sand for a clean water project. And so it was literally, and I have pictures that students and adults are lifting rocks this big, that we went to a river ravine and we would carry them. I would carry them in my hands like this, you know, and I was wearing gloves to protect my hands and I had a hat on because of the sun and they, some of them, they were barefoot um, and they would carry the rocks on their heads. And this is what would just amazed me is a lot of the men would have a very large rock on their head and two or three rocks in their hands. And we would literally walk close to a mile from the riverbed to the road. And we stacked these up on the road. And then we had hired a big truck that they were then loaded to the truck so they could be taken to where this um, water project was going to be. Our final story today is a great example of how even when there's a long-term partnership in a community, short-term projects can come up and global volunteers can help match people with the right skills and the desire to help with a community in need. The storyteller's name is Donna. Donna is an international business consultant and an author, and she talks about a short-term project one that she worked on while traveling with global volunteers in China. There was a piece of this program that allowed for some business consulting and training. And so that was one of the things that I did was the Xi'an Business Incubation Center was training recent uh, Chinese who had come back to the country how to be entrepreneurs. And so they were open to some Western training and that's what that was one of the programs that I worked on was doing that Western training. And so it was about a week long training. I did the needs analysis and created the lesson plans and delivered the training uh, when I was there. I worked with an HR director who I became very good friends with. It, it was a phenomenal program. It was a phenomenal program. The projects, the locations, and the cast of characters may change, but the intent. And the end result is always the same. It's people helping people, working side by side across the globe. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Be The Change podcast. In our next episode, we'll be talking to people about moments that just grab their hearts. I promise you're in for a treat. Here's a sneak preview. So there you could see that that it's not really about that, that person really, but more about a character 
that one day came and showed them love and care for them. And, and, and they expect to see that more. They wanted to see it more. And every time volunteers come, they have it. If you'd like to learn more about anyone featured in today's episode, go to bethechange.blog. If you'd like to learn more about participating in a global volunteer service program, go to www.globalvolunteers.org. See you next time.